Welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. Noel T. Manning II hanging out with... Jen Guberman. Jen Guberman, welcome back. Good to have you. Good to be here. Yep, film scholar extraordinaire. <laughs> and, 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 you know, extraordinaire, does that, how many E's does that have on it? You know, <sighs> you, are you sure? I'm not, I'm not, not going to sure? spell it out loud. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to write it down you write it down, all right. But, but uh, film critic and scholar extraordinaire right here at Gardner Webb University, a BFCA scholar. If you don't know what the BFCA is, that's the Broadcast Film Critics Association. Um, hundreds of film critics throughout the U.S. and Canada, and uh, they sponsor uh, film festivals and uh, student grants and scholarships as well, and have a huge award show every single year with all the big wigs uh, showing up in Hollywood. And uh, so we're thankful to have them uh, helping to, to make these things possible. Well, a lot to talk about today, Jen. Um, there was a Hollywood death, uh, which I will mention. Um, box office records uh, still happening, which is pretty crazy for September to be talking about box office records. And we've got three movies to review. Um, and then I think there are some home delivery things to review as well. So a lot to talk about. Um, so you doing okay this week? Doing pretty good. Keeping yeah. busy. <laughs> yeah, busy, uh, which wears you out. But, man, a lot of movies. Uh, you and I have both been catching a lot of screeners and uh, trying to check out a lot of stuff so we can let our listeners know what they should see or should stay away from. <laughs> and there are a few of those on our list as well. Uh, and we will have a disagreement on one of those, I oh, believe, no. as well. So I'm <laughs> um, looking forward uh, to that little dialogue going on. Oh, I'm curious. I like feel like I need to make bets on which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, Hollywood legend that passed away, Harry Dean, Dean Stanton, 91 years old. Uh, he was a World War II veteran. Uh, his first film role was 1957. Uh, starred in movies like Cool Hand Luke with Paul Newman. It was on the TV show Gunsmoke, which was a long-running, uh, successful TV show back during the, wow, 60s and 70s. And uh, he was an alien, the original alien, Pretty in Pink, Twin Peaks. Uh, this guy worked continuously in film for over 60 years, so six decades uh, of filming. Um, and uh, he was a, one of these guys that a lot of people may have not known his name, but a lot of people would have known his face. And a uh, great character actor, and the last time I saw him, he was in a uh, reel-to-reel film fest award winner, a short film called Hux, that was released last year, and that was the last time I saw him. But he was also did several TV series, uh, one called Big Love. He had a, 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 a recurring role on that as well. But Harry Dean Stanton passed away at 91 uh, last week. Any thoughts or comments you want to share on Harry? Nope. All right. Let's dive into the uh, weekend box office last weekend. Um it continuing to do well and uh, continuing to break records. It was the, um, the largest second weekend of any movie moneymaker uh, in September. It already broke the debut weekend. So let's talk about top five. Start at number five. All right. So for the weekend of September 15th to the 17th, number five was The Hitman's Bodyguard at $3.5 Home Again at $5.1 million. Mother at $7.5 million, American Assassin at $14.8 million, and then It with a really big jump at $60.1 million. Um, and looking at the total numbers right after the weekend, it was at $218.8 million. Um, and I'm kind of, I really liked the movie, so I've been kind of watching the numbers because I'm, I'm kind of rooting for it to make the top five yep. <laughs> of 2017, yeah. and right now it's sitting at number six. Wow. So it's, wow. yeah, it's right below Despicable Me 3. Okay. Okay. It's pretty pretty amazing um, for a film after just two weeks um, to to do this, and it's not the summer. I mean, these are 
these are the, the kind of numbers that you'd see during the summer. And so for this to be September, which is typically called the dead zone for uh, films, which kind of ties to <laughs> Stephen King as well. That was not intentional, but, uh, but it works. Uh, we, we don't see these kind of numbers, but I think it proves that if you put something out there that audiences want to see, they don't care what time of year it is. They're going to go see it. So uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, it, uh, number one for the second weekend in the row. I think it'll probably get knocked off this weekend. You think so? Yeah, I, th- I think the movie we're getting ready to talk about, uh, Kingsman, uh, The Golden Circle, mm-hmm. will probably knock it off. Probably, yeah. Um, I but that, that's my bet. That's, that. that's my bet. Well, let's let's talk about this movie. Uh, I'll let you give um, kind of a nutshell synopsis of it, and uh, and we'll dive into our review of Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Actually, it's not men. I know. I accidentally <laughs> earlier um, had called it Kingsman, and yeah. I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, I yep. was wrong." <laughs> right. So, um, Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle, is an action comedy um, about these British agents from a group called the Kingsmen, um, and they basically work together with an American group called the Statesmen in order to go against a powerful drug manufacturer dealer person. I don't know if drug lord is the right word. Yeah, she's an international (laughs) drug kingpin, that's for sure. Um, But I hadn't seen the first movie, so I wasn't really sure what to expect, and the person that I brought with to see the movie actually filled me in right beforehand on just like... The real basic, like, here's what happened, and then the movie started, like, right yeah, after that. <laughs> yeah. Now, now from, a, from a standpoint of reviewing sequels, mm-hmm. this is not the way to go You normally. You want to be able to see the, uh, mm-hmm. the first film first. So that being said, that's kind of the baggage coming in is that you had mm-hmm. not seen it, which you did great. You, you said, hey, I hadn't seen it. <laughs> so so uh, let's get your, get your thoughts. Who are some of the folks? Uh, do you have any of the actors and actresses that starred in this, or do you want to go through that? I do have one of them that I really um, took notice of, okay. Julianne Moore. Yep. Um, she played this drug lord that we spoke of, and yep. I think she did a fantastic job. I think they gave her a really well-written character to start with, but yeah. she really, she did a great job yeah, with it. She <laughs> was she was darkly disturbing, and uh, but like um, chipper. Um, yeah, and it was it was uh, it was definitely um, it was parody. Mm-hmm. Um, and she took it to the extreme. Uh, other other names that show up in this, uh, Jeff Bridges uh, as the leader of the Statesman, uh, Halle Berry in this, uh, Channing Tatum in it. He's listed as the star, but he's only in it for 15, maybe 20 minutes if you, if you add mm-hmm. up all of his screen time. Um, also, uh, Taryn Edgerton and Colin Firth are back as the well-dressed and well-trained super spies from the first film. And uh, at first I thought this was a cameo. So when I was taking notes, I'm like, great cameo from, from Elton John, the singer-songwriter Elton John, the legend. But he had more screen time than uh, Channing Tatum, Tatum, (laughs) you know? And um, I think that Elton John really stole the show. He starred as Elton John. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was kidnapped and really held hostage by Julianne Moore's character who who had control over a lot of things. And uh, Elton John had some great fight scenes uh, in this (laughs) as well. So it was really a lot of fun to see him uh, in this film. Matthew Vaughn also back as the director for the second time. You know, this movie, I saw it as, as dark comedy, very effects-driven action, mm-hmm. um, and and also part political parody because there was some political aspects of this too. And then if you're a fan of Twin Peaks, the original, there's some Twin Peaks elements to this as well. So the I mentioned Elton John music. You also had um, the movie started with uh, "Let's Go Crazy," the Prince song, and this great opening action sequence mm-hmm. that went on for the whole length of the song, and it was pretty pretty impressive. Uh, Henry Jackman did the score for this, 
Um, very violent film. Um, so, so violent from, from uh, you know, blood spurting out everywhere, um, some crazy deaths, some pretty uh, gruesome deaths, but done uh, in a way that uh, was exaggerated mm-hmm. and uh, in, in language as well. So the R-rated film for, for good reason. Uh, I thought it had some great one-liners and some really fun dialogue as well. Um, give me some, more, some of your thoughts on it. Um, actually, one of the things that I noticed that really stood out most to me, um, I guess because I have a little bit of experience with editing, I really appreciated the way they did transitions in it. Um, one of the, like the first one that I noticed that was really notable was there's this big bag of weed sitting on this guy's table and they zoom in on it really close and then it transitions into like this establishing shot of a forest. Yes. And I just, I was like, huh, that was so clever. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> they the had a lot like that, yeah. especially in like about the first third of the movie or so. Yeah. A lot of those really cool transitions. Yeah, the editing, and you've got to also give that to um, the director and the cinematography mm-hmm. to be able to say, okay, here are the shots that we want to yeah. transition here to here to here. Um, I, I thought um, there were some great nostalgic references. If anybody remembers uh, the movie Grease, um, there was a whole kind of, well, the, the home of the villain uh, was kind of set up to look like this very nostalgic 50s town. Um, the Knight Rider uh, TV show, if you're familiar with Battlestar Galactica and the Cylons, you'll see some references there. And um, John Denver's song, Take Me Home Country Road, made its way into this movie the third film in six months to have done that. Logan Lucky did it. Um, Alien Covenant also did it. And I'm like, what, what's up with Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver all of a sudden? Why is this the, the, the song of the year? But it is. Um, I saw the, the original, so I've got a little baggage with the original. I did think there were a few recycled bits from the original. Uh, it was long. This was a movie of two hours, 21 minutes long. But to me, the length I, could have been shortened a bit. But it didn't keep me from enjoying it. Um, I, I uh, thought there were a few scenes that were telegraphed, um, but but overall, I, I really enjoyed this film. I actually liked it a lot better than well, not a lot better, but I liked it better than the first. Uh, the first I gave a B minus. Um, you know, this one did have over the top action, humor, effects, uh, perfect escape for those that like these kinds of films that are a bit different, but like action uh, with a, with an R rated slant. Um, I do think it'll beat out it for number one this week. I'm giving this a B rating. Other other feedback and thoughts that you liked about this and your rating? I gave it an A. Um, okay. It was kind of between A and A minus, but I, the longer I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what, honestly, I wouldn't mind like seeing it again in the future. Yeah. So I think that definitely says something okay. about that kind of movie awesome. for me. <laughs> Good deal. So that movie is The Kingsman. Um, and, and I know it sounds like I'm saying Kingsman with an E, but it's Kings, it's Kingsman with an A. The Golden Circle. Uh, that is new in theaters this weekend. Uh, also in limited release uh, this weekend in limited theaters and also video on demand same day. Uh, you can check out a movie called The Big Bear. It's an indie comedy. Uh, opened um, September 22nd. Uh, written, directed, and stars Joey Kern. And uh, his name is Joe in the movie, so he didn't have to go too far uh, from the script to, to have people remember his name. Uh, Storyline, real simple. After uh, a fiancé cancels the wedding, runs off with another guy, Joe's three best friends decide to kidnap the other guy. So uh, that's the story, uh, you know, that, that kind of gets it started. Uh, the story question will basically, I think, follows, you know, now that the other guy's been kidnapped, which happens in the first, what, 20 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. um, will uh, will this 
this bachelor who has been done wrong, will he kill the guy? And, you know, will he make him dig his own grave, which we, we see a reference to that early on in the film. And that's what drives, drives the whole film. Uh, so let's get your thoughts on Big Bear. I'm wondering if this is the one we disagree about. It can, it's kind of like a 50-50 shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I personally enjoyed this one. Um, I liked that, I mean, for starters, when you watch this one, you can't, it is a comedy, but at the same time, there are certain scenes that kind of make you think that it's going to go a little more serious for a half a second, but you can't take it too seriously because, again, it is a comedy, um, even though this guy's kind of wrestling with some personal feelings. Um, but I think the writing was pretty clever. Um, I think the char- like the actors did um, pretty decent. I mean, it wasn't anything phenomenal, but I think they did a good job. Um, I liked the pacing of it because, like you said, it was pretty early on that it just drops you right in. They, you know, kidnap the guy. Um, I think the one thing that stood out to me, the music was effective for the most part, but there were some scenes where they add like this bear noise in it that like in the end, they try and rationalize it, but yeah. it drove me nuts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that, that definitely docked it a little for me cause that was distracting and it wasn't like a one time thing. It happened multiple times. Um, overall, I think it was worth a watch. I'd, okay. I'd give it about a B. Okay. Yeah. We were definitely on the different end of scales on this one. <laughs> I, I found, I found it slow and sluggish. Hmm. And pointless. Um, and the reason why I've seen so many bachelor party movies over the course of my career that I didn't feel there was anything new in this one that I had not already seen before. So it felt very recycled to me. Um, I did find some scenes very laughable, so I did enjoy laughing at times. Uh, one of the actors, uh, Tyler Labine is his name. He's kind of a cross between... Uh, John Belushi and Chris Farley. He's the kind of the bigger, um, he's he's his bigger friend who just you know gets in trouble all the time, and he's always about um, about the partying aspect of things. And I found him funny. I really liked him as an actor. I've seen him uh, and other stuff uh, before. It, it's very difficult to write, direct, produce, and act in the same film. And uh, I think that's one of the challenges that uh, that Joey Kern had in this. Um, I, I really, I mean, I felt the characters also were very kind of stock, like I'd seen these in these same kinds of films before. So so for me, all because of that, I didn't feel there was anything new and fresh in this, um, especially after just watching a couple of other movies recently this summer, uh, Rough Night and then Girls' Night Out, that, that I'm like, oh, I've, I've seen this kind of thing done better. Now, the kidnapping of, of, you know, of the other guy, that's a little different, but I've also seen that in other films as well. So I didn't feel there was anything really fresh and new. And so I think there was, ultimately, they were trying to have a message on, you know, what is love really about or or what is love? But I think it failed. So um, to me, this was a waste of my time. A D is what I'm giving it. So you gave it a B, I gave it a D, so we were definitely far off from this. See, but for me, I think maybe, I guess it kind of counts as a type of baggage that I don't really have experience with Bachelor or Bachelorette movies. Um, I can't think of any that I've seen okay. before. So okay. maybe that's why I was like, oh, it's different, because right. yeah. I don't, yeah. I haven't seen any of yeah. those. <laughs> and that's one of the things, when I, when I look at films, I try to look at them for what they are, but also I try to look at them for what they're not and part of that is you you do look at other films of the type mm. i mean you've, you've done this with horror films for sure <laughs> and um so once you you look at genre films you do start you know building up this library in your brain of the things you've seen before and with me you know just since may so in three months this is the third bachelor type film i've seen 
um, or Bachelorette type film I've seen. And so, yeah, it, it, this does not stand out above those. So that's, that's good. Awesome. Uh, another film that we're going to chat about that is also uh, in limited release and available uh, video on demand. This is a movie that's um, a cross between The Most Dangerous Game, The Walking Dead, and Death Race 2000 is how I describe this. And, and when I say Walking Dead, you'll, you'll know why in a minute. Uh, it's really an ultra-violent version of The Most Dangerous Game. Uh, let's get, the, uh, get your thoughts on Happy Hunting, and let's get, uh, see if you can give us a synopsis. Um, so, uh, like you said, it's pretty much loosely based on The Most Dangerous Game. Uh, it's about this drunken drug addict who passes through a town of rednecks on his way to Mexico and ends up looped into their annual hunting tradition. Uh, where humans are the targets. <laughs> yeah. But to me, honestly, it felt like if you stuck the purge in the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally okay. a, that's yeah, yeah. Exactly throw the purge in there. I Absolutely. I, like, yeah. I feel like I'm watching the purge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so to me, it kind of like what you're talking about with Big Bear, it felt a little recycled. Um, kind of the same with this, but at least in the purge, you get a little attached to some of the characters. Mm-hmm. In this, it's a drug addict yeah. who's drunk and he they don't really build his personality enough where you're rooting for him. Yeah, you don't care about him. Yeah, so the whole movie you're like, oh, well, if he dies, whatever. You just kind of right. shrug your shoulders and move right. on. Yeah, And yeah. that's how all the characters feel because there aren't any characters with redeeming qualities. No, no, they were all horrible. Yeah, so it was really hard to, like, it's hard to watch a movie if you're not attached to at least somebody in it and you're not rooting for somebody. Um, so I thought they were all fairly poorly written. Um, like I said, the idea was pretty unoriginal. Had potential, because yeah. I did like the short story, The Most yep. Dangerous Game. Um, and to a degree, I liked The Purge. I've only seen the first two. Um, okay. But I just think it was poorly executed. Yeah, I, I, I did love the things I liked about it. Let me talk about what I liked about it. I did like the shot selections. Um, mm-hmm. Early on, especially, the muted colors with the cinematography, I think, was really well done. Um, interesting score. I thought the sound effects that were utilized, done well, the mixing, uh, but that was it. I mean, that's really all that I could say good about it. Yep. <laughs> um, I, you know, the movie itself, it was 30 minutes of setup before it actually got to the, the story of the humans hunting humans. And it was an hour of that. Mm-hmm. And that was not done very well. So really slow, drawn-out scenes that, uh, to me, felt kind of meaningless. Um, bad audio at times. There was, a, there was a, some bad audio mixing at times, although the sound effects were good. It was interesting. I, they must have somebody different. The, the visual effects were poor. Mm-hmm. Um, bad acting, bad writing. Um, I really did keep wondering, okay, how much longer is this going to go okay. on? Uh, I thought it was really a horrible excuse for a feature film. Uh, you know, it, it might have worked as a short film for a film festival. It was a short film. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, really the artistic shooting that they did as far as the... Um, with the camera really wasn't enough for me. I mean, I gave this a D um, and I'm being, I'm being kind on that. And it would have been, it would have been an F had I not been impressed with the way that um, some of the scenes were shot and the way the cinematography was done and some of the score, but, but a D you, you gave it worse than that, right? No, I gave it a D as well. You gave it a D. Yep, okay. Same thing. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's a, that's a double D. So that's a, you know, the double dog dares the I, I double dog dare you to try to watch this movie <laughs> and enjoy it. So if you're looking for bad movie night, yeah. You know, uh, this this may be the one for you because we both gave it uh, the, the double D. All right. Um, any other movies to review or did that cover us uh, for this? Yeah, it covers us this week, right? Um, for the recent releases, Cool. Yes. All right, well, let's talk about uh, home delivery. There are some uh, films uh, that are uh, available. Um, however you choose to watch uh, movies at home. So I'll let you dive in. 
I've got four of them here. One of them I have a brief review on because I actually saw it when it came out in theaters this summer. Um, but the other three, we have The Big Sick, uh, which is an under-the-radar romantic comedy. It's about a Pakistani comic who meets an American graduate student named Emily at one of his stand-up shows. And as the relationship blossoms, he soon becomes worried about what his traditional Muslim parents will think of her. Um, and then she ends up in a coma, and he finds himself developing a bond with her mom and her dad. Um, and then, again, that is the big sick. And then there's The Hero, which is a film about an aging actor searching for joy and purpose in his golden years. Uh, and then also we have The Bad Batch, which I hadn't previously heard of, but... Like, with this kind of description yeah. in my personality, I'm kind of interested. Yep. It's a yep. post-apocalyptic Texas wasteland fenced off from the rest of civilization, and a girl missing an arm and a leg must face savage cannibals. <laughs> I'm not sure what <laughs> yeah. to expect of that one, but I'm a little curious. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the Bad Batch, maybe we'll get a screening for that. Uh, I do want to say The Hero, if you're looking for, um, for a drama, uh, I was really impressed with this. Sam Elliott was wonderful, and I also... I just love movies about movies or movie stars if they're done well. And this one was done incredibly well. Uh, so The Hero is one of those that uh, was released earlier in the summer um, and, and, you know, didn't pick up a lot because the summer you're typically going to get the movies that draw millions of people and, uh, you know, the explosions and that kind of stuff. So this one was one of those. And also The Big Sick did pretty well. Um, this summer for a romantic comedy, but uh, didn't make uh, bazillions of dollars. But uh, both of those I recommend. Have not seen the Bad Batch, but I do want to. There's another one that uh, is out uh, that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one is 47 Meters Down, which again I saw this summer. Um, it is a thriller about these two girls on vacation. Um, they're sisters, and they decide to go in a shark cage as a way to make like a crazy fun memory together. And things go terribly wrong. And the cage snaps and falls to the bottom of the ocean floor, and they have limited oxygen, but a lot of sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, again, I saw this one when it came out in theaters, and it felt a little bit like if you were to take um, the movie The Shallows yep. and stick it underwater. Okay. All right. <laughs> it had a very similar vibe where just a lot of just bad things happen yeah. over and over, and you're just like, when is something good going to happen? <laughs> It has Claire Holt, um, and I really like her in The Vampire Diaries. I'm one of okay. those typical college yeah. girls who likes Vampire Diaries, okay. but I think she's wonderful in that. Uh, she did a pretty good job with this movie as well. Um, I think the concept of falling to the bottom of the ocean is kind of creepy, especially mm-hmm. being stuck in a cage and right. knowing there are all these sharks above you. Right. Um, I felt like I could relate to one of the protagonists, too, which made me like it a little more. Just because Why, because you've been trapped underwater well, in no, a cage? No. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's every summer. <laughs> but you have the two sisters, and the older one is the more cautious one, who's right. like, no, I don't want to do this. And then the younger one's like, well, let's do it. And my little sister is definitely the kind of, you're like, eh, let's just go for it. Why not? And okay. I don't like to do anything. And you're, more, you're the more practical. Yes, wow, I don't okay. like to do All anything. Right. I like the indoors. <laughs> um, so I felt like I could really... Not necessarily relate to it as far as a shark cage goes, right, right, but right. as far as the dynamic between the sisters. Yeah. And I thought that that was really well done. Okay, very um, cool. I like the cinematography of it. I think the sisters were casted well. The pacing was, was pretty good. There was a little bit of setup on it, but it wasn't too bad. Um, there was a plot twist that I really liked, too, if you're the kind of person who likes plot twists. Okay. That one's got a great one. Okay. Um, but one thing that really got me was the audio is just really... The best way to describe it is stressful okay. because, again, they're underwater. They have limited oxygen, and you have right. a sister who doesn't want to be under there in the first place. Right. So I feel like about half the movie is her hyperventilating into wow. the camera. Okay. 
And okay. so if you're not up for feeling yeah. that claustrophobic, yeah. it's probably not. So did you see Gravity? With, I did not. Okay, because uh, Gravity did the same kind of thing with Sandra Bullock. You 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 know you heard this kind of gasping and this fear and this panic. And uh, yeah, that adds to it. That can definitely add to it. And if you're a person that gets stressed yeah. <laughs> really easily, um, that can happen. And, and um, there's a movie that um, we're hoping to review in a couple weeks called uh, Shot. And I'll just say there's a scene in Shot where um, I'm not giving a lot away, but a person gets shot and they're in the ER and you see things happening to them in the ER. Mm. And um, it the way it is shot and put together, it almost makes you feel um, like you're watching one of these medical reality mm. shows that's real. That's what, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So I, I know what you mean with, mm-hmm. the, if you can put um, put sound design to a level mm-hmm. that, that really takes you into the heart of it. And it sounds like that happened with 47 meters. I did not that's see that yet, but I'm going to see it. I, I'd probably give it about a B minus. It's worth watching okay. once, um, okay. but it's not something that you want to add to like your top 10. Okay, good deal. All right, uh, we are about out of time, but we do want to do a, a trailer of the week that uh, kind of uh, tells you some movies that are coming up or things that you may want to check out. So well, give me your trailer of the week. I picked the trailer Flatliners, which comes out on September 29th. It's a drama sci-fi movie about five medical students trying to experiment with what happens after death by stopping their hearts for short periods of time. Um, triggering triggering near-death experiences. Um, and I'm excited about this one because, like I mentioned earlier, I like Vampire Diaries, yep. and Nina Dobrev is in okay. it. Okay, right. um, And she's the protagonist in Vampire Diaries, and she, she's been in other films, but she's always a smaller part. But right. this, this one, she's supposed to be a lot more of a central character. So I'm really excited to see how she does with, like, an actual film yeah. like this. Yeah, very cool. This is a remake of a film from 27 years ago. Uh, Joel Schumacher uh, directed Keeper Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts, um, and let's see who else was in that film. Um, one of the Baldwin brothers, William Baldwin, Oliver Platt, so a really huge cast uh, of big names during that time uh, in that film that was a big, big success. Um, I remember seeing it uh, as a college student uh, when it came out and absolutely loved it. And so when I heard they were remaking it, uh, I've always said from a, from a special effects standpoint, this would have been a good film to remake. And so it, it took them almost 30 years. Can't believe it's been that long. Uh, but 1990 was the original. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was a drama horror sci-fi film. Um, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see um, just how different this one will be um, with the characters. Um, I, I've already heard some of the, watching the trailers, some of the dialogue is exactly the same. Hmm. Um, but but it's I think it's definitely worthy of one being remade. So I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Uh, what's the release date for that? September 29th. Okay, so uh, we're just a week away from Flatliners. Uh, looking forward to checking that out. Any other thoughts or comments before we wrap things up? Nothing for me. All right, Jen Guberman. I'm Noel Manning. This is Cinema Scene. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with us right here on Gardner Web University Radio, WG, WG.org. Till next time, that's a wrap. <laughs>